May God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be to all of you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from our gospel lesson just read for us from Matthew chapter 6. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You may be seated. So we're now just about halfway through our Believe study. Our study where we as a congregation are learning how we can better think, act, and be like Jesus. Now for me personally, and I hope for you as well, it's been a great way to reflect on how I live my life as one of God's children. But to be completely honest with you, this week's chapter title threw me off just a little bit. The word single-mindedness, it's not one that's typically used often. It's not one that I certainly use in everyday conversation. But as I was doing the readings for this week, one word kept coming to mind. And that is the word focus. So I certainly hope you don't mind. I'll be talking about focus this morning. Now to focus on something means to make it the center of your interest, the focal point, the important thing in the picture. You could think of a camera trying to take a picture only to realize that it's not in focus. Or maybe it's focused on the wrong thing instead of the nice people in front of you that you're trying to take a beautiful picture of. Your camera decides to wisely focus on the light post 15 feet behind them. Now there's countless stories of people who have had great focus and used that to their advantage. Proper focus is important in life, especially in the business world. Now one of these stories is of a man by the name of Walt Disney. This is also a man who was turned down by hundreds of banks when presenting to them his idea for Disneyland. But this is also a man who ended up being fired from a newspaper due to his lack of ideas. That's right, Walt Disney, one of the most creative men that I could think of, was fired for not having a good enough imagination. There's also a man, Fred Astaire, who's a fairly well-known actor, dancer, performer. And he was told and given a note, and he saved this note, by an MGM testing director after his very first screen test. And in this note, it said, can't act, slightly bald, can dance a little. He kept this note, and he put it above his fireplace as a reminder and a way for him to keep his focus. Now, these two stories are great examples of focus. Now, they're stories that you and I can learn from. Had these two great men lost their focus, what would have happened? If they would have instead focused on the disappointments that they found, the distractions that they ran into, if they had given up their efforts, then the lives of many people in this world would have certainly been poorer. We would have no Disneyland or Disney World and the great joy that it brings to children and families. We wouldn't have had the great entertainment of seeing Fred Astaire dancing across the stage. Keeping your focus in life is crucial. And our focus, according to our key idea for this week, should be on God and his priorities for our lives. 
But as with many of the key ideas that we found in our Believe study, this one is easier said than done. How often, if at all, do we actually focus on God? On what He wants for our lives? How often do we try to focus on God's will instead of our will? When we pray, Thy will be done, how often do we mean that? But how often do we really mean, God, let my will be done? In the smaller yellow Believe book that goes with the series, Randy Frazee writes, If our focus is truly on God and His will for our lives, then we shouldn't ask God to simply bless our plans, but rather to bless our alignment to His plan. But so often we do the exact opposite. We do focus on our plans, on what we want, on what we think we really need. So often we lose our focus on God, but really I don't think this is news to you. What happens when we lose our spiritual focus, our focus on God? Yes, if Walt Disney and Fred Astaire had lost their focus, then yes, the world would be poorer for it. But when we lose our spiritual focus, our personal lives are affected. But why would we want to take our focus off God? Why wouldn't we want to focus on the very thing that gave and continues to give us life? On our Creator, our loving Heavenly Father, who loves us who freely forgives us, who gives us grace. We live our lives in His love as His beloved children, and that is a very beautiful thing. And you know how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. But so often the world gives us distractions and disappointments that can take that focus away. And our key question for this week addresses that very point. How do I keep my focus on God amid distractions. It's certainly not an easy thing to do, but what is easy is figuring out what some of those distractions are. Success, money, work, our stuff, even family. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with these things. Don't, don't get me wrong. These are very important things. They're great for us to have for our life here on this earth. But as important as they are, they can still be a distraction from the very thing that should hold our focus. When we focus on our plans, our priorities, on the distractions and disappointments that spring up in life, very often things don't turn out the way that we think they should, that we plan for them to. In our Believe readings for this week, we read a story of what could happen when we lose our focus on God. Peter and the other disciples were out on a boat. It was late, it was dark, it was nighttime, and it started to get pretty windy, and the waves were getting bigger. And all of a sudden, Peter and the disciples look out over the water and they see a man walking towards them on the water. Now, we've heard this story before. We know that that man is Jesus. But the disciples didn't know that. They were terrified until, of course, Jesus reassured them and told them that it was he. And then Peter boldly tells Jesus, if it is you, 
command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus does. And Peter walks on the water. He walks to Jesus. He keeps his eyes on him. He focuses on him. And then he gets distracted. He sees the wind getting bigger. The waves growing. And he is afraid. And he starts to sink. He instead focuses on these distractions, on the storm around him, and loses his focus on the very thing, the very person that could keep him up, that can keep him out of the water. Peter lost his focus on Jesus, but Jesus did not lose his focus on Peter. And he pulls him up out of the water and he saves him. In our Old Testament lesson, Moses urges the Israelites to turn away from idols, to stop worshiping false gods. Keep your focus on the true God, on Yahweh. He urges them then, choose life. To lose your focus on God could mean death. Not just earthly death, but eternal death. But losing your focus on God could definitely bring about, and does bring about, negative consequences much sooner than death. If we try and when we try to rely on ourselves for everything, it brings fear, anxiety, stress, anger, jealousy. And these aren't things that God wants for our life. What he does want us to do then is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now, in order to understand what these things are, we have to look at the context of of this verse. And it takes place from the part of Matthew known as the Sermon on the Mount. And this is right after Jesus. This verse takes place right after Jesus is speaking about our physical needs. Our food and drink, clothing, a place to live. And Jesus tells to those who are listening and to you today that you don't have to worry about those. If God takes care of the sparrows... And the flowers in the field, surely he will take care of you, his prized possession. We don't need to worry about these things, but so often we do. But God promises to take care of us. He promises to provide those needs, both physical and spiritual needs. He gives us all that we need to take care of our earthly lives. It might not be all we want. But when we focus on Him, our wants change. Our priorities change. When we focus on God instead of jealousy and anxiety, He gives to us contentment and peace. And as important as these physical needs are, our spiritual needs are even more important, and He takes care of those too. Through the man, Jesus, true man and true God, but who is truly focused on God's will. As he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he was arrested, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus focused on God's will amid the distractions and disappointments that he might have encountered. He focused on God's will even so far as it led him to the cross to suffer and die on our behalf. And through that death and resurrection, God provided for us spiritually everything that we could ever possibly need. Forgiveness of sins. 
He gives us righteousness. God tells us, Jesus tells us to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And through Jesus, we receive these things. It is because of Jesus, the perfect example of keeping your focus on God's will, that we don't have to worry. He gives us peace. So how do we focus on God's will and priorities for our lives? Now, the easy answer is to look to Jesus, and he says to keep him first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now again, from the yellow companion book that goes with this series, Randy Frazee describes seeking God in this way. An ever-growing desire to simply love and seek the one who promises to never leave or forsake us. Not because we want more blessings or favor, but solely because he is worthy of our full focus and attention. To put it simply, God deserves our focus. We focus on him because he deserves it for the great things that he has done for us and continues to do for us. We focus on God and we show him that focus by putting his priorities First, in all things, in our family life, our work life, and school life. As Pastor Fenske, Pastor Sean announced earlier, this coming week is Lutheran Schools Week. It's the time where we celebrate our Lutheran schools throughout the country and what they do. Especially at our St. Lawrence School. And their beautiful goal to put God first, to provide students first and foremost with a good Christian education, and a good Christian environment to learn, to play in. But more importantly, to make sure that all students have the opportunity to hear how much God loves them. Putting God first at home in our family lives means to take care of our families, to provide for our families, to recognize that our family is a gift from God. At work, we work for God's glory by performing to the best of our ability. Now I know I'm about a week late on this, but Martin Luther King Jr. once said, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted, or as Beethoven composed, or as Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job so well. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter if you're famous or not, if you're the CEO or the unpaid intern, if you're the teacher or the student. We are called to do everything that we can to the best of our ability, knowing that by serving others, we serve God himself. A proper focus on God and his priorities means seeing every possible opportunity and aspect of your life as work and service to God. When we focus on God, our lives are given a clear, simple purpose. To live in peace, knowing that we live as his beloved children. To serve him at every opportunity that we can. To live a life of love as he himself enables us to do. May we always keep our focus on him amid the distractions of our lives knowing that it is God alone who can provide for all our needs. Amen.
And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as he empowers us to keep our focus clear on him. Amen.